and welcome to the Blockade Runner podcast. My name is John, and uh, joining me this morning, the first morning, well, that's not true. I was going to say the first morning since episode nine wrapped filming. It's not. It's only the first morning since that we've recorded since episode nine <laughs> wrapped filming. It's but, still uh, a huge milestone. It is, yeah, for, for both us and episode nine. <laughs> um, so joining me this morning uh, is Ryan. Uh, good morning, Ryan. Good morning. Yeah, thanks for being here. You're a little under the weather. A little and, bit. Uh, and uh, you're powering through, so as as you're known to do. Uh, well, yeah. So, except uh, when I don't, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm too sick to record. Yeah, which I was yeah. very close to this time, but there's just way too much to talk about. It's too exciting. Yeah, too exciting. it's too exciting. Too exciting. Yep. Um, so we've pushed off our Power of the 90s 1997 episode once again. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. We'll look for that next weekend, I hope. Maybe. Um, maybe, but uh, no, episode nine wrap filming on uh, Friday, and uh, that is a momentous thing, I think. Um, and uh, and uh, so we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about that, and uh, also some big toy announcements and collectible announcements from um, New York Toy Fair, which took place this weekend as well. So... Uh, but let's kick it off with this um, very emotional, I think, tweet Oof. from J.J. Abrams yeah. um, from February 15th. He uh, he tweeted, it feels impossible, but today wrapped photography on episode nine. There's no adequate way to thank this truly magical cast and crew. I'm forever indebted to you all. Um, and accompanying that tweet is this really beautiful photo of um, Oscar, Isaac, um, John Boyega, and Daisy Ridley. Um, embracing one another and yeah. uh it's so good it's just the most beautiful uh little photograph i think yeah looks like oscar's crying he does look like oscar's crying <laughs> yes yeah um which is which is you know understandable i think uh yeah. this is um three films mm-hmm. and um imagine what it must be like to go through being part of the cast of a new star wars trilogy you know yeah um I just think there's so much that uh, it, it represents to uh, to all these guys, you know, um, in in a lot of different ways. So, you know, friendship, um, the films themselves, uh, just where they're at in their lives, and all that kind of thing. It's like a a huge thing, I'm sure. It's very emotional. So, kind of like graduating high school or something, probably, you know, or, yeah. or whatever. You spend a couple of years with a group of people, and then you know, um, you, there's not going to be that occasion to bring you back all together in the same places and times and stuff like that yeah yeah um so yeah you know what uh why don't we talk about the photo a little bit actually um before we look at a couple other tweets um from uh episode nine uh actors and uh and uh, producers and stuff um so uh, i put my thoughts down here on the photo uh ryan and uh, my first thought is like it's just so beautiful this image yeah um (laughs) it's so beautiful uh and like every element of it is so beautiful because um i feel like john boyega has this like he, he almost looks like he's looking off into the distance and like you know, uh, I don't want to give it like a negative connotation, but you know what? Like at the end of the movie, oh, you know what? It's like the end of Rogue One, like Cassian and Jen, like looking out oh at, my this, God. Like, at their doom. Yeah. But it's also beautiful in that moment. You know what I mean? And not that I think in any way that episode nine is going to be a spell doom for any of these people, but it's just like looking at some like incredible thing off on the horizon. I feel it's like, like the look on his face. Yeah. You feel that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's majestic, you know? 
he looks like he's looking at the most beautiful natural wonder or something. So <laughs> that's him. And then, uh, you know, Daisy, her face is obscured. And I've seen a bunch of people on Twitter like, why are they hiding her face? <laughs> yeah. I think they just took a, a photograph of a beautiful moment on set between these three people. And, uh, <laughs> and her face happens to be out of, out of you know, uh, view. Um, Does she have a matching scar to Kylo? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that. I have oh, God. Seen that. Of yeah, course, I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen that speculation. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, no, but so John's got this like look on his face, which is just uh, I think a I don't know, just a, a beautiful look on his face. And then Daisy, uh, you you don't really see her, but of course she's part of this embrace. But then also she's got the the buns, you know, the three yeah. buns in her hair, which I don't know exactly what that all represents, but mm-hmm. I don't. It makes me think of Ray and the Force Awakens, which. It's been long enough now, and that movie means enough to me now that like that in itself makes me emotional. Yeah. Um, but then also, it just reminds me of um, of Carrie Fisher and Leia, you know, and uh, and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, I'm definitely analyzing, over analyzing this photo, but it just like that's where the more I look at it, because I've I've looked at it a lot. The more I yeah. look at it, the more I'm just like noticing all these little things that uh, that are, uh, are 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 kind of uh, emotional or whatever or, or meaningful. Um, but then as you pointed out, the biggest thing is Oscar Isaac <laughs> and the look on his face. Yeah. He just looks, man, he just looks like he's overcome with emotion. So, um, I would love to see, I don't know if there's ever going to be like video of this moment, you know? Yeah. Um, like if there's a little feature ad on the, on the Blu-ray when episode nine comes out, um, about the last day of shooting or something yeah. like that, you know? Oh, that would be great. Or a, a beginning or a uh, uh, director in the Jedi style documentary. Yeah. And, you know, there's a fly on the wall kind of camera type thing filming this moment between these people. But I'm grateful for the photograph anyway, because it's, it's gorgeous. Um, and then, of course, Ryan, as we were talking about this um, the other day through text and all that sort of stuff, everybody's wondering, is it Jakku? Is it Tatooine? Or is it Jeddah? Uh-huh. So uh, what's your take on that? Well, I think... The only reason, like, I can't think of a good reason for them to go to Tatooine, um, aside from, like, <laughs> the rhyming, um, you know, having the Skywalker saga in where it began. Um, yeah, because, you know, Star Wars is really like poetry. Yeah, it rhymes. <laughs> um, so, like, I think, like, I think that would be cool. I don't, I don't see how it really makes sense in the um sequel trilogy like there's nothing left on Tatooine um for the characters as far as we know um so I feel like that's least likely um I think next likely would be Jetta, and the only reason I could see them going to Jetta um would be to um for kyber crystals um, assuming that, like, they weren't all looted, um, which, you know, the Empire was doing in, um, Rogue One, um, and, like, that's the question of, like, is, you know, Ray building a lightsaber, um, and that could make sense, um, and then... I think the most likely is Jakku because again, um, it would rhyme with the beginning of the uh, sequel trilogy, um, Force Awakens, where that's kind of where everything started. Um, 
especially for these three characters. And then um, there is, like, as far as, like, the the story part of it, um, we do know that the Empire had a lot of, like, secret, like, bases and um, storage caches on Jakku, um, you know, setting up for the, the Battle of Jakku, and that could be a place that the Resistance goes to kind of, like, pillage um those or like hunker down for another battle against the uh first order so um that's just going by like the stuff we know now from like the films and the you know uh the novels and comics and everything um but there could definitely be other story elements introduced um that could you know, lead us to Tatooine or um, Jeddah or whatever. Or, um, most hilarious, it would be cool if it was just, like, a totally new sand planet. <laughs> People <laughs> would be, be so mad. <laughs> dude, that would be really interesting if it was a different sand. Because I, I think I've talked about this relatively recently on the show, but I remember being, like, kind of mad almost when I found out or, or talking about the idea of, yeah, I think when we knew it was Jack Who, and I was like, ah, oh, it's going to really turn out to be Tatooine, though, because, like, you know, it doesn't make any sense. Like, if you're going to use a desert planet, just use Tatooine. There's no yeah. reason. Um, which I think, looking back, was kind of a stupid perspective, but that's what I was thinking at the time. Right. But, I think yeah. we all were. <laughs> yeah. But if they're like, seriously, if they're like, oh, I'll just introduce a third planet that looks just like Tatooine and <laughs> Jack Who, um, just because we can, that would be. Yeah. Especially in the final film of the trilogy, too, when everybody's kind of expecting, like, the rhyming or whatever, as you said, like, to... Yeah. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would be um, so good. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty confident they're not doing that, um, so... But that would be funny. Yeah. Uh, my take my take on it's a little different than yours, Ryan. Um, okay. I actually think that uh, Jetta is the least likely. Okay. Um, I don't feel like it's very uh, connected to the uh, saga films, in, in, really, you know? And I think, like, obviously, Tatooine and Jack Who both have a much more concrete uh, connection to the saga films. Sure. So, um, and then also just the fact that uh, um, it was so beautiful, as Krennic says, when they pretty much like, wiped out Jedi City, which is, I think, where all the Jedi, like, artifacts and all that stuff were. Yeah. Um, granted, if the planet is full of kyber crystals or whatever, they're naturally occurring there and all that kind of stuff, then even if they wiped out that city, there'd still be, I guess, that, that reason to go back. So that does um, that does make sense. But, uh, no, I'm thinking um, more likely... Uh, I think most likely Jakku, just because, like, yeah. you know, sometimes in my head when I think of Rey, I think of Rey from Jakku, you know, and yeah. it's just, like, obviously so instrumental to her, and I want this story of Episode Nine to be instrumental um, to Rey or, or really focused on Rey as well. I think it will be, so to go back to yeah. where she's from. Um, and, you know, fans, too, like, if when you listen to fan discussion and that sort of thing, um, I don't know, on, on the one hand, it's like, well, I don't, care what fans think i just want them to make the movie that they want to make and that they think is the right movie to make but on the other hand that's like listening to fan discourse and discussion and stuff you realize that ray her heritage or where she's from or, or or where she comes from and sort of like her backstory that sort of thing is like pretty important to i don't know a considerable number of fans so um that doesn't mean they have to go into that in a big way in episode nine but i would not be surprised if they were because i just think like um I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is that listening to other people, you can kind of determine sort of like where the 
where the important elements of a story are that you might have, like I might have missed. You know, I don't sure. necessarily think about race, background, and heritage that much, but just hearing that so many people talk about that so much, it seems like it's something that is is maybe more important than I am thinking about right now. And so I could see it being um, Jakku for that reason. Yeah. Um, but then also Tatooine. I mean, the the whole saga started on Tatooine, yeah. and uh, you know, to end it there, the rhyming uh, would make a lot of sense, but. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess we don't really know. <clears throat> Sorry, I feel like um, I, I, there, uh, I can't think of a concrete reason for um, them to end up on really Jeddah or Tatooine. So I think that yeah. they're going to construct that or manufacture that, bake that into the plot. You know what I mean? And I kind of feel like they could do that just as easily with Jakku or Tatooine. You know what I mean? Come up with a reason to send them there. Because I think that's pretty much what they'll have to do, I guess, unless it's just Ray wanting to learn more about who she is. Um, but she says she spent so much time on that planet. I don't know. Like, what, what is she going to find out when she goes back there? You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, necessarily. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, um, and, and I'm getting the feeling too, and I, I, maybe it's just because this is what they're showing us at the end of their filming process, but I'm kind of getting the feeling that like, this is where the movie ends. Like the final kind of act of the movie will be here, but, um, it could be the first act or the second act, I guess. I have no idea. But for whatever reason, I'm just getting that vibe, you know, like this is where it'll conclude is uh, is either where it started for Ray or where it started for the whole saga. But Yeah, well, where it started twice for the whole saga. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and yeah, either way you look at it. Yeah. Um, also, I will not talk about this in any detail whatsoever um because i know some people just don't want to know anything at all and this is really just very light sort of spoiler type stuff potentially maybe it's not even really that it's more like a tone and vibe thing for episode nine um but i guess if you don't want to know like just skip ahead a minute and that's annoying but um i'm not gonna say anything of consequence but just in case if you really want to be like completely blank um making star wars i look at uh, making star wars from time to time i don't stop reading making star wars or looking at those rumors until things get real specific and they're not there yet um but jason Ward has talked about hearing and in, in getting the feeling from people that um this movie has a little bit of an indiana indiana jones vibe like in style like in in terms of like the the storytelling and, and the the feeling of it and the adventure of it and that sort of thing and just like looking at this image from jj abrams i'm like i feel those vibes in a big way you know what i mean the yeah. indiana jones feeling like aesthetically um it, it, it just kind of looks like that. You know what I mean? I could see him walking in out of frame <laughs> with the fedora on and just like yeah. being there. You know what I mean? So, um, I could go for a little more indie in, in a indie kind of vibe and tone in a star Wars movie. I feel like, you know, it's been there, um, in different times, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel like the Indiana Jones vibe is too far removed from the star Wars vibe. Like yeah. I feel, especially with a new hope, and, like, comparing A New Hope and Raiders of the Lost Ark, like, I think those films feel pretty similar. Um, and then I think, like, as they go deeper into, like, their own lore and characters and stuff, then they start to kind of become their own thing. But, um, yeah, I don't I don't know if... Yeah, I mean, like, that makes sense. Um, but, like, it doesn't... It doesn't feel like a huge departure from even like what The Force Awakens brought to the table. Yeah, no, I would agree. I would agree with that. I think you're right. And th- I mean, there's a little more I could say, but I'll I'll avoid saying it just in case uh, it gets a little 
I mean, it's still so vague, the rumors, you yeah. know what I mean? But I just don't want to uh, step on any toes in case people don't want to hear stuff. So I'll yeah. leave it at that. I, but, uh, I haven't, like, I've already kind of stopped reading making Star Wars at this point. Uh-huh. So um, I actually had no idea about any of this. So Okay. I, yeah, so I, I deleted the bookmark off my phone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, Not because you don't like the site, but just because no, you don't like No, like, yeah. Like we're yeah. once we're into the year of, yeah. Like I don't, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. Uh. Okay. Uh. I guess other things here. Um. Little things. Well, one thing I I didn't put in the notes, but I'll point out real quick. Uh, and I don't know if we've really said this in our texts or anything, but like this seems like pretty good confirmation that we'll get this big three. Hopefully it's not too controversial to say that uh, this weekend or whatever, but this big three here, um, Poe, Finn, and Ray um, together, you know, maybe whether it's in the first act or the last act or wherever it is in the film, like if maybe we'll get a solid sequence or, or portion of the film where all three of them will be together. And that would be awesome because we've never really gotten that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We don't um, really get that until the, uh, the Poe Dameron comic. Yeah, where they're all hanging out on hanging the out on the Falcon. Falcon. Yeah, yeah, which is like I guess you could say an extension of uh, the ending of the Last Jedi, but, right? But there's nothing, yeah, and like nothing significant. It's just them hanging around, telling stories, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Or in the case of Last Jedi, literally like saying hi to one another, and that's it. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but it could be really fun. Like uh, we've seen the chemistry between Ray and Finn, and we've seen the chemistry between Poe and Finn. Yeah. But um, there could be some really fun, you know kind of chemistry between the three of them as a as a unit and we've never never really gotten that yeah so yeah um okay uh other things i've i've noticed about the photo um and we'll, we'll move on from it pretty quickly here but ray's got her staff there so uh-huh um it's nothing consequential necessarily but i just think it's interesting that she's held on to that thing for the entire trilogy you know mm-hmm. um because she's lightsaber equipped now but she's still keeping that stick i don't know yeah <laughs> That's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Although I guess we don't know what what she's got going on lightsaber wise in this movie, but uh, she better have one. She um, she went to Jeddah, couldn't find any of those Kyber crystals. <laughs> <laughs> Bummer. She's gonna have to yeah. fight Kylo with the staff. Yeah, I mean, it, it, but honestly, it could be as simple as that for like why they're on <laughs> Tatooine or something. Like Luke's like, you know, Luke appears to her in a <laughs> in a in an obi-wan on uh on on, on hoth moment and yeah. is like go to the tatooine planet you know yeah and get, get get your kyber crystal <laughs> i kind of hope not though yeah. uh, as i say that me, uh, and, me and mara jade buried <laughs> one there <laughs> but watch out for the cloned emperors <laughs> man uh yeah okay <laughs> so yeah who knows um what do you think ryan as far as can we glean anything about how much time has passed by looking at the photo yeah um, i mean they don't look super old no <laughs> they look uh you know about the same um i don't see this being like this does not look like a 10-year jump or anything no probably not. like they're Pro- not making an effort to make like a huge jump here yeah i mean well obviously with daisy with ray you can't tell at all anything um her her clothing looks very similar to you know the clothing she wore in in seven and eight and obviously the hair is similar enough um i feel like with poe and finn the hair is different enough that 
I think we can, I shouldn't say safely say, but I think we can pretty much assume it's not going to be a Last Jedi situation where it takes place another couple days after episode eight or yeah. whatever. Um, I think you're looking at at least six year or six months, but I would guess maybe like a year or two yeah. um, in between, but I don't think a ton of time. So Yeah, and like Poe doesn't have like a big beard or anything. Right. Yeah, they're not doing things to try to make them look yeah, uh, yeah, super distinct from the previous home. So yeah, yeah, I think like probably between three months and two years max is what we're looking at. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then as far as uh, I guess the only other thing I have on the photo itself specifically in the background on the right corner, the right side, there's like a. Uh, structure back there yeah um and i'm like looking at that and i'm like I don't, that doesn't look like really anything from tatooine or from uh jakku i don't yeah. think you know so it's which doesn't i mean it could very easily be on either of those planets i'm not saying that means it's not one of those planets but you just like you can't really because obviously i'm staring at this thing trying to figure out if i look really far in the background can i tell you know something yeah. but um it looks new ish so uh yeah. yeah fourth desert planet it's happening jatooine uh uh man i don't know i'm almost like kind of just want him to do it yeah (laughs) i totally want him to do it because people got so bad that jakku wasn't tatooine yeah like this would just blow minds it would be something it would be something um okay well yeah beautiful photo I, I love the photo um it's already my my lock screen on my phone and one of my oh, desktops nice. on my computer so nice yeah beautiful beautiful photo um and uh, a beautiful sentiment from from jj as well and i think obviously it's not really meant to be something that uh tells us much about the movie and is much more uh just an emotional thing about the people involved in making it so um that didn't stop us from spending 15 minutes breaking it down, but um, it's yeah. What did you expect a, to happen, JJ? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, he knew. He knew. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. So uh, there were a couple other tweets from cast members. Actually, more than the ones I pulled in here, but uh, two of the ones I, I thought were um, the most interesting was uh, uh, from John Boyega. Of course, he wrote, "That's a wrap on episode nine and the end to a chapter of my life I couldn't be more thankful for. What a process! It really has been a joy to be in these movies, surrounded by amazing people." JJ, thank you for making my dreams come true. Um, so nice, nice sentiment there uh, from John Boyega. And then um, from Vic Mahoney, who is the assistant director on episode nine, she wrote, To end a gig with hope, health, wonderment, unity, joy, integrity, and awe of storytelling intact, to the dreamers, I can confirm we gave our all. XX, that's a wrap on principal photography, Star Wars episode nine. That one I love. That might yep. be my favorite. That's actually yeah. my favorite of yeah. all from yep. Vic Mahoney. Yeah. Um, it seems like it was a long shoot. Ryan, you've been a little nervous about how long they spent on it. Like, as, as just as far as, like, will it get done in time? Um, yeah. But it, which, you know, um, I guess you could still be nervous about that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you are. I don't know. It'll be a lot of hours in the, in the editing chamber now. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So, you know what's interesting about that? I was talking with um, Kevin about that at work uh-huh. the other day. Um, and, w- and one thing I never really thought of as, as you were kind of voicing your concern about when, you know, if they'll have enough time, um, the deal with, with, uh, and uh, you know, I'm no expert on filmmaking obviously, but I think the deal is that the editors are there on set, like putting together a rough cut of the movie, um, yeah. the whole time. And yeah. then 
when there's sequences that they know are locked, like for sure are going to be in there, then I think ILM is already working on the visual effects and stuff. So it's a little bit like if you think of it as totally linear, it's like, well, they didn't finish shooting until February 15th. So that means they can't start post-production until February 15th. But they probably really started post-production in like November in some ways. You know what I mean? Once they got enough cooking that they could. um, So because I just think of like Solo and Rogue One, both of which... (laughs) <laughs> the summer before they came out or well like six months before they came out i guess you'd say were like you know in heavy sort of shooting mode because they had to redo so much and yeah they still got it done and i think it's just because of the way it's not super linear as they're making it you know they're kind of have different layers all happening at the same time yeah um and if you if you follow hair watch star wars twitter um there was a picture i think it was first posted by slimo maybe um and then like blast points and i think sky talkers um commented on it as well it looked like um daisy ridley rocking like a pixie cut at the episode nine rap party yeah was that yeah. confirmed to be daisy ridley i don't think so i mean i, I very well could be is her but i, yeah. I haven't seen confirmation but Tell me more about this Star Wars Hair Watch Twitter account. I don't think I'm familiar with that. No, it's not an account. It's just people who are always uh, posting pictures of the actors and using the hashtag Hair Watch because oh, they okay. can tell, like, oh, Adam Driver has a beard right now. Like, what does that mean? Like, um, okay, kind of thing. So, uh, quick aside. Quick, yeah. Quick aside. Sorry. I, I just just came to me. I don't want to like put anybody on blast or like you know be mean or anything uh-huh. but have i've seen like 20 tweets about this cardboard cutout of kylo ren that somebody in the <laughs> i think it was like the trainers for episode nine took a picture with it yeah it it looks almost exactly the same as this last jedi cardboard cutout of kylo ren but like the shoulders are raised a little differently and like he might be looking like it, it looks so similar it's like 90 percent the same and I've seen all these people like, oh, my God, that's a cardboard cutout from from episode nine, like basically suggesting, like, is this what Kylo looks like in episode nine? And uh, I'm, like, I'm looking at this thing and I'm like, seriously, if it was a Venn diagram between the one that you're posting from Last Jedi and this one, they would overlap like 90 percent. There's no way it's like a new. And also, why would that already be produced? Like they don't have like any. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like so <laughs> I don't know. It's there's no way it's from episode nine is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. But but we're so desperate for like any kind of intel at this point that we're we're really grasping for straws. So. Where are those Lego sets? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but like what I was kind of talking about with the Daisy Ridley hair thing is um, that could be an indicator of like um, you know they obviously JJ hadn't been like uh, don't cut your hair because we may have to do some like reshoots. Um, right away or I mean maybe she'll have a wig or something but uh, you know like yeah that could be a sign of something I have no idea yeah that's interesting because like well I mean apparently the rap party was on the 16th which we'll talk about that in a second actually yeah very briefly but um the rap party was on the 16th this photo um is from the 15th unless I don't know, unless this photo is actually not from the last day of shooting and he's just using it to represent the fact that they're done shooting. Um, but mm-hmm. assuming it is, you know, she doesn't have a pixie cut in this photo. So 
uh, yeah, I guess like would she have gone on Saturday morning and gotten her hair cut real short or um, I don't know. I mean, she could have, obviously. Some, Maybe she's sometimes making... I get my hair cut before I go to like a work party or something. It's true. It's true. And sometimes, you know, I think like actors, if they've had to have one look for a movie for a long time, they're ready to not have that look anymore maybe they yeah. you know, maybe they did that's what they do so um yeah yeah i don't know um yeah i guess that's a good sign huh if uh if he's like yeah go ahead and cut your hair because we're not going to be needing to do big reshoot reshoots or if we are doing them it'll be a while down the road so i don't yeah. know i don't hmm. know yeah well it's been a while since we've uh started talking about this vic mahoney tweet but uh i, I don't think we ever really um I didn't express what I love so much about it, which is just the idea that like it's been such a long shoot and it just seems like so she just seems so positive about everything still at the end. And like, it's just not, I mean, obviously you're going to say positive things, but it just does not, nothing about that indicates a difficult shooting process. Um, in ter- I mean, it was difficult in terms of effort and the amount of, you know, work they put into it and that kind of stuff, but like not where like no uh, strife really, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or no kind of, um, it just seems like all very positive and, and there's a lot of pride in that too. And it just makes me think like awe of storytelling, you know what I mean? Like, Oh my God, I can't, uh, it's so exciting. And, and then in the last sentence too, to the dreamers, I can confirm we gave our all. It's like, yes, I'm one of the dreamers. Yes. I want to know that this is going to be like one of the best Star Wars movies ever. And I feel like she's trying to tell me that, uh, that's how she's feeling about it. So yeah. And that seems to be like the universal vibe. Um, because like, there was, I don't remember what it was, but like John Boyega, it was, I think it was like, yeah, it was a, a tweet or an Instagram post a while back where he was, where he was talking about like how like they just shot like the craziest thing and he's just like in awe. Yeah. And it was something like, oh, I can't wait till you guys get to see this. Or yeah. Whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that one a couple yeah, weeks back, I think. Yeah. yeah. Right on. So that seems uh, to be the vibe. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of John Boyega, uh, I want to thank um, God for John Boyega because his Instagram uh, story on Saturday night had all this footage from the <laughs> episode nine rap party. Oh, my God. Um, and it looked so crazy. Uh, I love it. Um, first off, uh, did you get to check out that footage at all, Ryan? Or have you seen um, that? I or saw photos from pictures. Um, is there like video footage, too? Yeah, there's video. Yeah, oh, there's, man. it's just people dancing. And, yeah. You know, like, it's nothing. I don't know. It's it's fun. I'll uh, I'll post it in here. But um, uh, it it looked like they it looked like they really went for like a '70s disco kind of vibe almost, and like the look of the party and stuff. And um, you know the cover of the Miko Star Wars like disco album from the '70s. I don't know if you've seen that or not, but it's got this like robot lady on it. And um, I don't know if they were specifically <laughs> purposely channeling that or not, but like it really had that kind of vibe. So. Um, it just seems super fun. And in his, um, in his Instagram video, there's like Star Wars music playing in the background at times. And there's also a time where the, him and his buddies are like shouting out the lyrics to this Michelle Branch song that's playing in the background. And it's like, just, <laughs> it's like so fun. Um, and so, yeah, it's really cool. Like, uh, as, as uh, Star Wars fans, you're feeling like it's been so long, like we've been dying for information on the movie and just to be a part of it in, in a more, you know, um, significant way, like to, pull up Instagram and be like, Oh, I'm friends with John Boyega on Instagram. And he's showing me the episode nine rap party. is like just a really fun, uh, feeling and a, a moment and stuff like that. So, yeah. 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 So episode nine is done, um, shooting. And, um, now we're just, uh, left sitting around like really, um, dying for more info. So, 
Um, hopefully more will be forthcoming. But also um, the other thing that kind of snuck under the radar here in comparison is uh, The Mandalorian Season 1 is also um, apparently done filming. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's kind of exciting. Um, Star Wars Newsnet um, posted uh, an image last week. Uh, I guess deleted tweet from someone who worked on The Mandalorian, uh, a picture of the helmet kind of uh, or a helmet a mandalorian helmet autographed by a bunch of people that worked on the show um and so that seemed to indicate that it was done uh filming but then also jason ward from making, making star wars um said that uh, he was at the scum and villainy cantina in la on tuesday and that uh there was a rap party for the mandalorian happening um which is cool that they're that they, that they apparently did that at uh at scum and villainy Maybe it was just a bunch of people that worked on the show, like went out there afterwards or something. I don't know, but uh, but uh, he seems to indicate that you know confirmation there. I guess that the Mandalorian is also done. Shooting, yeah. So yeah, um, I wonder how like the the staffing and like the crossover for staffing is going to work um, for this. Like, because I mean, you know, like how is ILM going to be stretched and all of that. For yeah, like post production uh, between episode nine and right, um, Mandalorian. Well, the rumors are strong. Well, uh, there's two things. So number one, ILM opened up like a um, a TV production um, wing of ILM or whatever, and I think I bet that's probably what's working on the Mandalorian. Oh, okay, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, and it's for them to do like for that for them uh, for their own internal stuff, I guess Lucasfilm stuff. But I think also you know they are. Um, because ILM has always been, or for a long time anyways, has been like um, about, you know, doing post-production on everybody else's stuff too, not just yeah. obviously Lucasfilm. Yeah. Um, I think they're doing the same thing for TV. It's like, hey, we've got a um, a component or a wing of ILM that's focused on, you know, I think quicker turnaround and doing stuff for TV, probably obviously different budget and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so that's probably who's doing the Mandalorian stuff. But then the other part of that is that um, the rumors are strong that... that uh, Favreau and and the Mandalorian uh, crew are using some new kind of technology um, for like CG technology or whatever, where um, they can have it like happening in camera, basically, or not in camera, but like like um, what's the what's the word I'm looking for here, Ryan? Like in real time. Okay. Um, like a lot of the effects are done in real time, um, almost. And I don't know how that can be or how that works, but. Um, yeah. So, uh, do you remember um, in the Last Jedi, like when uh, Ryan Johnson, like in one of those, it's probably the director in the Jedi or something, he's like walking around with an iPad, and it was on the set of uh, Snoke's throne room, and obviously like the walls and stuff are all just green screen, but then like he could look through this iPad and see like the, I don't know, I mean probably not a final version of the background yeah. and all that stuff, but he could look and see that like in real time, and he could like move the iPad around, and it was you know what I mean, like rendering it there. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if it's like that sort of thing, I think. Um, huh. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of talk of a lot of green screen and stuff like that, but then a lot of things being rendered like in real time. So wow. maybe that speeds up the process as well. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to debut in 2019 um, whenever Disney Plus drops. And uh, I think we'll be seeing footage in April of The Mandalorian as well. So That's exciting. Um, yeah. they're uh, They're showing off. Um, I don't know if you listened to the uh, live stream of the Disney investor call. Uh, a week I or did two ago. not. No, I did. Uh, I reached that low. I did yeah, that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was driving in my car listening to Bob Iger 
answer questions from Morgan Stanley. Um, it was something. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, they, they said that they're going to do um, in April, in, on April 11th, I think, which is the first day of um, Star Wars Celebration, they're going to be doing another investor call and they're going to be demoing Disney+. Plus. So um, if that oh. happening on the same day as Celebration doesn't sound like a recipe for some Mandalorian footage, I don't know what does, you know? Yeah. So, um, seems likely, but, uh, but man, it's going to be like overload, you know? If we're seeing our first Episode Nine footage then, plus like getting footage from the Mandalorian... It's going to be yeah, overload. It's the year of Star Wars. Yeah, that's true. Probably seeing uh, Jedi Fallen Order at yeah. Celebration will probably debut. Yeah. Um, Clone Wars. That seems likely. More uh, Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, more Resistance. Yeah. Yeah. More Lots of Star Wars. <laughs> So episode nine and the Mandalorian are wrapped. Um, but uh, the other thing we wanted to talk about uh, here in this episode is all of the news coming out from uh, New York Toy Fair. Yeah. And uh, this is cool. It's just like, I, I mean, this is my last note about this, but I guess I'll open with it. It's um, <laughs> 2019 and we have the episode nine and the Mandalorian um, coming out among other things. Um, and they didn't show any kind of product for that at all at New yeah. York Toy Fair. And there's still so much product that they were showing. So, that is ridiculous. Yeah. So 2018, I think, was maybe like a little bit of a lighter year for Star Wars toys and not the best year for Star Wars collectibles. But 2019 yeah. is looking to be bananas um, in a very good way. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess first thing uh, to talk about a little bit here is the um, the vintage collection stuff that was announced, um, specifically the, the um, Return of the Jedi um, you know, sail barge, uh, themed stuff to support the HasLab sail barge, um, which neither of us were, uh, <laughs> able to get in on, but, um, obviously super cool item there. Um, but I, I almost feel like this is, this is, this is really exciting or, or fun to me because, um, well, number one, they, they announced a, a playset and a vehicle. So they're doing a Jabba's palace adventure set playset. Um, and then they're also doing a skiff, Tatooine skiff vehicle. And those are both uh, $50 a piece. So, you know, not super, um, you know, not too bad price-wise. Um, and obviously those are being developed, I think, or, or being marketed or, or put out because people are getting the sail barge and then they're going to want to, like, do a whole Tatooine set to go with it, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I'm not going to have a sail barge, but at least I can get this stuff no, if I'm I want to. No, I'm not either. <laughs> you, you know what I mean, though? It's, it's cool to be able to, like, get in on this vintage collection, you know, uh, Tatooine sail barge, uh, you know, sequence stuff without having to buy that $500 sail barge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, this stuff, like, I don't know. I'm kind of torn on it because I was like looking at like the Jabba's palace and everything. Um, and it, I mean, it looks cool. Um, 
but like I feel like so much of it is the packaging. Yeah. And like and I think I would be tempted to just leave it in the package. Yeah. Like and display the package or take it out of the package and also still have the box on display but I'm also like where on earth would I put that? <laughs> yeah, that that's the problem. Keeping the boxes on display is hard. Um I I've, I've been trying to keep some of my my boxes um for some of the cooler stuff I got. Like for instance, I have the um the BB8 Snowstorm room or whatever yeah. they call it, playset. Um and I have that out, but I definitely kept the box cuz I I just think the box is really cool, you for know. For sure. Um I got the solo, you can see it up above my head there, the um Kessel, well no, it's not the Castle Run Million Falcon, is it? I don't know. Yeah, it is. The big one. Yeah, the yeah. Castle Run Million Falcon. I got that. Um I still kept the box. Uh, for that one but like it's in my car right now because i'm like i don't know where to put it in my house yeah <laughs> I'm thinking about bringing it to my classroom and just putting it like up on a shelf there somewhere because <laughs> i'm like running out of space to put things totally um yeah but you're right the the packaging is uh is one of the draws with this and it looks so cool with like the red orange background there uh-huh. but then when you see photos of the of the playset out like on its own um it's it's there's not nearly as much to it really as yeah. you might think um but i don't know I'm, I'm still pretty into it it comes with two figures as well so two vintage series figures uh-huh. and the playset for 50 bucks i mean that's almost what close to 30 dollars just for the two figures you would pay normally yeah um if you're playing paying full price i guess 25 um yeah. 26 so you know it's it's a decent deal i think yeah in, in that regard um, I, I, I like it, uh, Han Solo and, and Reese. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. But um, they did not announce a Jabba in any of this, correct? Uh, not that I know of. Unless, does Jabba come with the sail barge? No. No. Um, cause that's just yak face, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, but like we have not gotten a Jabba in a hot minute. Like, That's a good point. It's like I mean, you really have to. I mean, yeah, we haven't had like a Jabba on store shelves in forever. So yeah, I wonder if no. that's something that will be coming soon. Yeah, that would make sense. Although you'd think if it was, um, it would be announced alongside this stuff. So yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think especially to like that, um, the, uh, the Jabba's Palace, um, place that it's like, if you're an old guy like us who just like, likes to get these toys and put them on a shelf somewhere and, you know, in your display, yeah. uh, it's small enough that it looks like it could sit really well on like a bookshelf, you know? Cause like, for instance, I have that BB-8, uh, Snoke playset and i love it it's really cool but i can't put it like on my shelf with my other toys it's like sitting yeah. on the floor you know um but this thing would would display nicely on a shelf so that's cool um and then i think the skiff you know like if you look at the skiff like that's that's pretty good size um for 50 bucks i feel like uh you know and and then again i mean i, I kind of go to the store and like when i see vehicles that are over like 25 or 30 i'm like mm, i don't know you know it's it's hard to pull the trigger but um I think that looks it looks really nice, and if you're getting the sail barge, if you're one of the lucky few uh, <laughs> who could have afforded that thing, um, you know it's going to look fantastic with that. I'm sure. So, um, and then the other part of this is uh, the couple other figures they announced um, as part of this kind of theme for the vintage collection too. 
Um, there's so much that they announced uh, that I'm <laughs> trying to. Here they are. Um, it's a three pack. Um, a three pack with uh, what are these guys' names? Uh, this uh, some of the skiff guards. They have names. I saw them somewhere. Um, Brock Starsher, Vizam, and Vid- Vidane. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's cool, too. So lots of support for that vintage collection, um, Tatooine kind of uh, set up there. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a lot to, <laughs> you know, even if you're not getting the, the sail barge, um, it's a lot just right there between those two play yeah. sets and, and those figures. Oh, because there's also there's uh, uh, a Lando, too, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, a Lando, and then did and I miss someone else? Guard. Lando skiff guard plus the three pack. So yeah. five figures, seven figures. If you count the ones in the place at, <laughs> um, and then the place at and the, and the, and the skiff. So it's, uh, it's a lot, quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. If you, uh, yeah. if you love retro return of the Jedi stuff. Yeah. You're, uh, you're in hog heaven. That's right. That's right. Um, okay. So a couple other things, uh, that kind of went under the radar potentially, I feel like a lot of the focus was on uh, some of the other stuff, but there is the uh, the Black Series Hyper Real 8-inch Darth Vader figure, um, which looks great. I uh, don't know if I'm in the market for this or not because it's $80. Yeah. Um, but this is a new sort of Black Series line, Hyper Real. Um, and, uh, man, you know, no, uh, no joint... Um, uh, visible joints or uh, that sort of thing. Um, it has a metal exoskeleton that they um, kind of uh, uh, build the figure around, so you can't see any joints or, or anything like that. Um, uh, I think it comes with, like, removable hands and stuff like that, so very much more like the... Um, uh, what line is that like, Ryan, would you say most close to um, the Japanese toy lines? Like, it's like the... Uh, maybe like the Bandai toys, I guess? yeah. Yeah, or like maybe like a like one tier lower than like the Hot Toys, right? Um, ones, but yeah, it's kind of like a like a mid range, high end figure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm looking through the the images right now, and I, I think it looks fantastic. Yeah, it, it looks, looks really amazing. Good. Yeah. yeah. And eighty bucks is a ton of money, but then you know when you start looking at the prices of those, you know, Japanese toys yeah. and stuff, um, it's not so bad. And then you know, I hate to say this already, but it's one of those things where it's like, well, it's Hasbro, so it's U.S. based, and it's going to be in maybe you know mainstream retailers, so sales are going to happen. Yeah, and, and you know what I mean. That's when it's like, okay, well, you know, they're going to get a lot of us for eighty bucks to grab it, but then you know, a lot of yeah. us might be able to pick it up for fifty at some point. I, yep. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like the forty to fifty range would be like a sweet spot for me. Yeah. Um, and 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 you know, my other thought on it is that uh, I think it looks great. I, I really like it. But um, it's interesting they start with a Vader. You know what I mean? Because it's like a helmeted figure, and yeah. uh, the 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 suit is. Um, I mean, there's a lot of detail and texture in it. But at the same time, like, w- what is a more realistic? Um, or not? I guess realistic is not the right word. But what is a, a, a more a hyper standard- real? <laughs> what is a more standard, you know, you know, humanoid character going to yeah. look like? Yeah, no, I want to see like what the face scanning tech and yeah. stuff looks like. For right, because sure. I'm, you know, I go in and and I would assume they're only going to put out like maybe a couple of these a year at the most, two or three a year, yeah. hopefully. I, don't, I hope they're not going to plan on putting out like 
15 of these a year <laughs> so who could afford that but uh but you know i mean like if they put out a like if they were to have announced an episode one obi-wan for instance and it looked like unbelievable like yeah. you know okay maybe i want to jump in on this hyper real series like from the start and try to get a get a bunch of them but you know yeah um do i want to pick up vader day one and then find out the rest of them i'm not that excited about you know what i mean yeah so. um no i mean like yeah, I think, like, a Vader is, like, one of the safest bets for this line. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see, like, a Boba Fett next. <laughs> um, yeah. But then, like, and then, like, maybe a Kylo. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, like, I want to see, like, what do they do with, like, Rey and Leia and uh, Han Solo and stuff. Well, I tell you what, they need to inspire some confidence in the line by doing some you know, human faces, uh, sooner than later. If the, if the, if the yeah. first three or four are like all helmeted people, I'm going to be like, yeah. uh, what yeah. is this trying? What are you trying to tell me here? You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> totally. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. So I would guess that they might start with the, you know, the Vader Han Luke Leia, uh, type thing. And then, you know, expand yeah. out from there, maybe go to the sequel trilogy after that. Or, oh or man. Something, if they drop we'll a really good looking, like, um, like new hope Leia, with like an amazing face, mm-hmm. I might I might do an eighty dollar day one on that. <laughs> that would yeah. be really cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right, well that's it's definitely exciting and it's cool to see them. Um, you know, like I think obviously those higher end collectibles, that's a big market for a certain element of the fan base. So to yeah. see them get involved and maybe make it a little more affordable and. Uh-huh. Uh, and that sort of thing is cool. So um, I'm looking forward to that. Um, real quick, there's these Micro Force Wow figures, which I think <laughs> are really cool. And they've flown under the radar a little bit too, but they're $8. That's the problem, like 8 bucks for these things. Um, yeah. But they're these little kind of you know preschool toddler uh, style figures, and they come in a lightsaber. Um, and I, I, I don't know if they're blind. Are they blind packed? Uh, it looks like probably, which is a big thing with this kind of stuff. Yeah, no idea. But they look like something you'd get, like, out of, like, a gotcha machine, like a capsule machine, like the figures. Yeah, They they look like kind of like those galactic heroes. Is that what they're called? Yes, yeah. But, like, tiny. Yeah, yep. Um, And uh, does it come with four in a pack or two? I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't Um, know. I think only two figures and then like some stickers or something. I've seen them at Walmart. Um, my son, my younger son really wants some of these. Um, but uh, just because he loves the blind packed thing, like they kind of got hooked on that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Jarek Eager is one of them, which I thought was cool. That is uh, cool. And it looks like, yeah. uh, is that like next to him? Is that like an L3? I maybe. I don't know. It's really hard to tell like who these are actually are i know because some of them the, are like hologrammy yeah i think it's l3 yeah like a jedi ghost l3 right i like yeah it. force ghost yep. i should say yeah but those are cool and then also i guess like speaking of uh the galactic heroes um i, I didn't know if they were still doing galactic heroes or not we have uh uh quite a few of these and, and they're pretty cool so i guess the maybe it's the characters they call mini mini mighties or are those I'm not sure. But anyway, they're putting out new Mini Mighties. Those are five inches tall, five bucks a piece. Um, so those must be the the standard size um, uh, Galactic Hero figures. But then they're also doing uh, 10-inch tall uh, Galactic Heroes figures, and those are $10. So that's a big figure, 10 inches tall. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and if you like that that style, I kind of like that style myself, the Galactic Heroes guys. So 
Um, that's kind of cool. Uh, I think my my uh, my younger son would be into those too. And then they have more ships coming out. And those are twenty dollars. So um, I know there there actually are quite a few older fans I think that are into the Galactic Heroes look and into those figures. I remember when yeah. they first came out, you know, ten or fifteen years ago. I grabbed some and thought they were really cool too. Um, and I wasn't getting them for kids or anything like that. I just was into them. So yeah. So yeah, those are cool. Um, man, there's so much. Uh, yeah. What do you want to talk about next? Um, well, I want to talk about this next line, just like the next on the post, is the um, retro collection. Yeah. Um, this is super exciting to me. So basically, they're like the original Kenner sculpts, um, I think, exactly. Like, they don't seem to be, like, inspired by. They seem like exactly those sculpts. Yeah, they are. Yep. Um, And they're in, like, the vintage packaging um, but with the Kenner logo on it, but then there's like a big ugly <laughs> retro yeah. collection sticker on there, which yeah. I don't love. But um, $9.99 each available at Target. There's a Vader, uh, Chewie, Leia, Luke, Han, and Stormtrooper mm-hmm. um, in like this particular line. Um, I'm going to buy all of these. And because these are things like i've always wanted just to have these figures because i think they're so unique and cool and they're such a cool part of the history and everything um these are going to be the first figures i leave in the package though i think oh okay interesting i I think i'm gonna leave them carded because again like i feel like with the um retro packaging and stuff like that's just as important yeah i can yeah, I could see that, but and like they don't honestly that they would big look retro weird n- next brand. to my other figures. Yeah, that big retro branding, that big sticker, that retro sticker though, kind of puts me off. <sighs> I know of that. that's like, such like, a bummer. I don't know if I need the package. Um, yeah. I saw some disappointment online about this, uh, about these guys, because like the story had kind of broken, I think on Fanta Tracks or somewhere the day before, um, saying that there was a new retro line coming to Target, and um, I think a lot of people were thinking they were going to do like sequel trilogy or prequel trilogy characters in this retro style which oh. would be really cool too i think um i guess yeah and and so like you know there's a lot of people that have these retro figures already so they're like well why don't i i don't need a reissue of these i would like to see like a ray that looks like the you know 77 78 like kenner uh, i guess it's a 78 kenner yeah. uh, luke skywalker you know um I could see that, but for me, see, I don't have a lot of these retro figures. I have a big head Han Solo somewhere and maybe like one or two others. Yeah. Um, and I don't really want to pay collector prices for them, but I'd love to like look over at a shelf and see some like reproductions of those, you know? Yeah, totally. And I don't need to get all, I don't need, I don't need the whole entire line of Kenner figures to come out like this, but to get right. this like basic six or maybe even like one more wave after this, just to be able to have yeah. like a nice display of some of these retro figures, I think that's cool. So I can see if you're somebody who has them all, Obviously, there's not much appeal to this, but for people yeah. that want an inexpensive way to get a small collection of retro-style figures, like, you know, it seems pretty good to me. Yeah, totally. Because, like, even um, Loose, like, to get these figures, like, with their accessories, um, they can get pretty pricey. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. For the, sure. the only retro figure I have <laughs> um, is a Need Nub that I okay. got for $10. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have too many. I think I have a few at work actually in my uh, on my desk or something. So, um 
uh, yeah, but they're they're cool and and they uh, they've certainly gone way up in price um, over the years. So you know, yeah, to get and a, I mean to get any of them packaged is oh, yeah. like insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, almost escaped without me uh, uh, realizing it, um, and I didn't mean to make that pun or whatever. But uh, they're also doing a a re-release of the Star Wars Escape from the Death Star board game as yes. part of this series. Uh, I think that's really fun, um, uh-huh. and that one comes with the Grand Moff Tarkin figure as well. So, um, you know, if you want to grab that figure, uh, it's part of this board game. It's $20. Um, but you know, like, that's I'll a play great this. price too. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so glad that like, cause they could have sold that for like 50 and people would have bought it. Yeah. Well, but, yeah, it's a pretty bare bones game though. Like, yeah. In terms but of... like, that's cool because like this game is like pretty, pretty legendary in mm-hmm. like, you know, Star Wars history. And like, I want to play it. Yeah. Like, I want to try it and see what, you know, kids were, how people were experiencing Star Wars out of the theater in, like, 78 or whatever. Um, but, like, yeah, I wouldn't want to pay, like, a ridiculous amount of money for it. But, like, yeah, and I also want, like, a Tarkin figure. But now that I'm thinking about it, the, t- the Tarkin figure isn't carded. So... <laughs> Maybe I will take all of them out of their packages. I don't know. I have to see if that retro collection thing, um, if it's a sticker that peels off easily, Uh. I'll probably keep them in the package. If that is like part of the packaging, then I might take them out. I don't know. But anyways, I'm really excited for these. And they're coming uh, spring 2019 yeah so like these Uh, will be in stores in a few months yeah they sold out on target.com they did the pre-order and they sold out like immediately but i want to say the date is maybe may 12th too um and that's my birthday so um that'd be cool yeah but uh no for sure i want to grab some of these too and uh you know it's going to be until october before we get episode nine figures so it's a good thing to to uh collect over the summer potentially um all right, well, let's move on to, there's a few more things. We won't spend too much more time talking about toys here, but uh, there is, uh, the next thing is probably what I'm most excited for, and these are the Star Wars Celebration Chicago yes. exclusive <laughs> Black Series figures, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Maul from Episode 1. Um, yep. They are both going to be coming out. I think the Darth Maul is a reissue, um, and I think that one's coming out in the archives line, or maybe it's just, maybe it's not a reissue, but it's going to be released um, in the fall. Uh, and, uh, same with Obi-Wan, I think. Um, but, uh, Obi-Wan is new, I think. I don't know. I'm not a Black Series expert. I don't have, I don't, I don't know what was going on with the Black Series, you know, many years ago or whatever. So, yeah. um, but they both look fantastic and, um, you will be able to get them other ways, but not in this packaging. Yeah. And, and I think the, the packaging, packaging is the big part. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause you were talking about like, oh, I might keep those retro figures in the package. And I was like, yeah. no, I don't think I'm doing that. These ones are for sure staying in the package. Yeah. Especially because there's other versions of them coming out like on shelves later in the yeah. year. So if I just really want a great looking Obi-Wan and, and Maul Black Series, I can get them. But these guys I got to keep in the, in the package. So yeah, for sure. Cause it's, I, I mean, it's the, it's the episode one packaging yeah. with the giant Maul face in the, top left corner it looks so good it's so good i love it and Um, it's like uh they're more like holographic mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. seems yep they are and uh 
uh, young obi-wan like episode one obi-wan is like my favorite i love episode yeah. one obi-wan um so, good. so cool and uh the face sculpt is great uh one of the promo images shows him doing his his ewan mcgregor obi-wan thing where he has the lightsaber behind his head and like the one arm outstretched you know and i i love that pose yeah yeah these figures are fantastic so 25 bucks so that's like only five dollars more than normal black series price so yeah. um i'm gonna have to find a spare 50 dollars to bring with me to star wars celebration because i gotta get these guys yeah so Hopefully if you the... wanna if you wanna see us at star wars celebration we will be in <laughs> the merch line for two two of the days <laughs> seriously <laughs> at, it's figures. Uh, our friend Chris, he he spent some time in that in that merch line um, for stuff. I I usually don't find too much merchandise. I really have to have at Star Wars Celebration, like the official stuff from the store. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to spend the time in the line. But um, one way or another, by hook or by crook, I got to get these guys uh, there. So I will. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they'll have a better setup this time. I hope they do. But um, yeah, those, I will for great. sure be waiting in this line though, because this is like. These are things that are, like, not just, like, cool, but, like, this is an important part of my fandom is, oh, yeah. like, episode one figure buying. <laughs> yeah. A, yeah. Oh, yeah. For me, for me, for, for sure, too. And also for these to release at Celebration, for me personally, is, is um, really cool. Um, you know, uh, we went to uh, Celebration 99 in Denver, myself and, yeah. and three of my friends, and uh, we, we did the celebration. It was amazing. We were losing our minds. I mean, uh, I could go on forever, but it was so good, and it was all episode one themed, obviously. Um, and then on the way home was the, I don't know what they called it, Midnight Madness, um, when we were uh, halfway between Denver and Illinois, and, um, you know, we stopped at some Toys R Us in Missouri or kansas or something i don't know where we were and uh, omaha i don't know and <laughs> um and uh we didn't go at midnight um but we got up at like seven the next morning and uh went to a walmart or wherever we did we went and, and got you know a bunch of episode one figures um, oh that's awesome yeah so like episode one figures were one of the things i brought home from my first star wars celebration so 20 yeah. years later to to celebrate star wars celebration and episode one by grabbing these exclusive figures it's perfect it couldn't be more perfect yeah yeah i'm so excited for these yeah so um i guess other than that there's a a bunch of black series um new black series figures coming this year as well um luke skywalker death star escape uh han solo mimban dryden voss which is cool yeah um padme a battle droid uh, a Haldo, which we've Yay. seen before, but that's cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Mace Windu. Because we didn't get a Haldo in the three and three quarter inch line, no. right? No. So there's no Haldo toy yet uh, I from, think from Hasbro. there might be a Funko Pop, and I think that's it. Yeah. Well, there's. I bet there's a Bandai or something like that, too. But I don't think so. No? Oh. Okay. All right. Well, the Haldo is a must-have then, for sure. That's yeah, spring 2019. Yeah. Uh, Mace Windu. And um, an Imperial Jump Trooper as well. So, um, those are cool. And, uh, yeah. And then for the vintage collection, we're getting six new figures as well. So that's exciting. Uh, Lando Calrissian skiff guard. Um, but then also Lando Calrissian from solo, which is great. Um, and then a Praetorian guard, uh, stormtrooper, um, clone trooper. Oops, had to sneeze. Um, and uh, stormtrooper, uh, stormtrooper Han Solo, which uh, looks great too. So, yeah, yeah. So I think that's about it for toy announcements. But 
Um, like I said at the top, you know, that's a ton of stuff in 2019 without even announcing any episode nine product. And obviously I think that's going to be a huge push. So, um, that there's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) And so we, this is probably a good time to like, this is just spring 2019. Um, and then like it, it almost feels like spring is like a catch up time for them. Like they're just going to like all those I mean, hopefully we'll get a solo Wave 4 on the shelves around here at some point Um. um, so I can get the rest of those. Um, But, like, I'm still waiting on um, the next wave of the um, Vintage Collection figures, which still haven't shown up here. Um, The the Resistance stuff is staying pretty stocked around me. Yeah. Um, Um, None of that has seemed to be, like, hard to find. Yeah, not too bad. I was worried the two packs are going to be hard to find, but they look pretty plentiful. Yeah. Um, I grabbed a, uh, what's his name, Von Reg? Uh, yeah, Von Reg, I think, the red one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I grabbed him the other day and I have a Cass. Um, but uh, I was thinking Von Reg might be one of the short-packed ones, so I, I went with yeah. him. But, uh, yeah, so I'm going to keep um, keep picking those up regularly and hopefully fill that line out um, relatively quickly because it's pretty small at this point. Yeah. But, yeah, I could see uh, another wave of those guys getting announced at Celebration, maybe. Um, yeah. Would be cool, or uh, who knows. But, yeah, it's a ton of stuff for spring and summer. Um, like you said, I catch up. I guess that makes sense, but a um, little worried, too, because it's like, I guess people are going to be excited about Star Wars this year, like maybe all year long, especially if yeah. they do a good job getting this hype train rolling, and, and you know, people will probably be pumped all year long. But um, some of that Solo stuff and Last Jedi stuff seemed like it didn't necessarily sell that well, and I'm just like, Wow, you're gonna put out all this stuff this spring and summer with no movie. Um, it'll be interesting to see. But then yeah. again, I guess I guess maybe maybe Last Jedi did sell pretty well, and there was just a lot of of stock. But yeah, I think like Last Jedi was them um, maybe like overcompensating and learning from their mistakes from Force Awakens, where like you couldn't get anything for like two months. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I think, like, I think it's a good idea to keep, like, they need to just keep the Star Wars section stocked. Because they're, like, from probably, like, November to the time that the Resistance figures hit. Like, my stores around here, my Walmart and Target, like, they just had empty pegs. Like, there yeah. were, like, the six-inch Black Series figures, and that was it. There were, like, no three-and-three-quarter-inch figures, because those were all in the clearance. All the Solo and uh, Last Jedi stuff was, like, in the clearance section. Um, but, like, the the three-and-three-quarters-inch pegs were just empty. And that was pretty sad. Yeah, depending on what store you go to. Like, Target is looking a little better these days, I think, as far as having some Star Wars, like, a Star Wars section. But... Um, last time I went to Walmart, the Star Wars section was like so skinny and like at the very back of the aisle and just like really small and, um, Meyer, which we have around here, that Star Wars section is like pathetic, like almost non-existent at this point. So, um, yeah, um, I I think you're right about that. That's a good point. And I, I know there are a lot of collectors and fans who, um, you know, like, it's like vintage collection or solo like the first wave or two sit around and then there's yeah. always people that want to get the other waves and can't get them you know so um i know like every time i like go in an aisle and i see 
like when I first look at the vintage collections and I just see like a Snoke or a Jin or so, I'm always like, ugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come which, by on, the way, where's my Afra? Yeah. Which, which, by the way, if you're into the vintage collection figures, which um, I like them, but I, I've only grabbed uh, one or two so far yeah. um, since they've come back out. Uh, a lot of them right now seem to be on sale a couple different places like target.com. Um, I might grab a Ray today cause she's on sale for like six bucks, I think. And yeah. then a couple of the other ones are like seven or eight. And then uh, best buy I saw too, has the vintage collection figures on sale for like five fifty on their site. But um, I think you're better off going to the store on that because like I tried to uh, grab some of those from Best Buy yesterday and you just, they don't have like individual listings for the figures. So you can put it in your cart, but it just says like something like may vary depending on who, so you don't uh. know who you're buying. Yeah. Um, so although it's almost still a good deal. <laughs> yeah. Especially but, if you don't have any of them. Yeah. No, I mean, I only have Snoke and that might be it actually so far. So um, I definitely want to get the Ray. I've, I've thought about grabbing that so many times at the store. Um, yeah. but yeah, anyway, that first wave is, um, is, uh, I think easily found on discount at this point. Yeah. Um, some of them you can get on Amazon as well. Okay. All right. Pretty, nice. pretty cheap to depending. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, well, I guess last thing here, um, cause we haven't actually talked about it, but, uh, I guess this is all leading up to triple force Friday. Um, which is an interesting name but uh i guess it's triple force friday because it's the third force friday technically and also there's three big lines um that are gonna be part of triple force friday um so it's gonna have the episode nine um merchandise obviously most importantly i think um and then it's also they've announced mandalorian merch uh mandalorian figures i'm assuming toys um and, and other merchandise and i i don't think that was completely a given necessarily um, we don't really know who that show is targeted towards. And, um, I guess, you know, at least maybe some black series figures or something, uh, made sense for Mandalorian, but, um, yeah, it sounds like it'll have its own like sort of line or wave, uh, potentially, I guess we don't know for sure. Cause triple yeah. force Friday is not only Hasbro, but, um, we can expect Mandalorian support, I guess, uh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And then also, uh star wars jedi fallen order um, yeah i it that says the game is releasing holiday of 2019 so there must be yeah. other merchandise associated with it that's coming out then i mean you know it's it yeah it doesn't sound like that's the release date um which by the way triple force friday is october 4th this year um yeah. and the stuff will go on sale at 1201 a.m on october 4th but uh man that's cool yeah i mean and like you also have to consider like this um, it's not just toys on Triple Force Friday. It will be like the Lego sets and um, the tie-in novels and all of that. So like, um, I think with like Mandalorian and Jedi Fallen Order, we're going to see like maybe not as much like thinking about like maybe three and three quarter inch figures. Right. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see some um, and I'm hoping there are some. But I think it might be more of like the the tie-in books and everything. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense, especially like Battlefront getting like a tie-in book before. And yeah, yeah, um, that that does make sense. Um, yeah. You know what? I here's 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 the sentence here from the press release: Products spanning categories from toys to collectibles, housewares, books, apparel, and more will go on sale beginning at twelve one a.m. on October fourth. Uh, I gotta say, honestly, like 
I pop for the phrase housewares there. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> I like that stuff. I like when they have the toasters and the uh, <laughs> and and the, you know what? And last year, my uh, I got uh, in in twenty seventeen, I got this like outdoor like the Christmas lights thing or like the projector that projects the lights onto your house. You know, uh-huh. I got one a Star Wars themed one, and then the stem that you put into the ground this year broke. Uh, mm. When I put it back out, I had to get too much snow and I was shoveling and I ended up busting it on accident. Uh. Um, so like little stuff like that, like the goofy, like n- unnecessary merchandise that comes out, like with a huge Star Wars marketing push. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And I feel like this could be Triple Force Friday and just the 2019, like episode nine marketing push. This could be the biggest one we see for who knows how long. It could yeah. be a decade or, you know what I mean? Who knows? Um, yeah. Because I think like episode nine is going to be the biggest since Force Awakens. Um you know, obviously, and then, you know, we could go back before that. It's been a long time, so um, I want to see a lot of goofy stuff. I want to see, yeah. I don't know, goofy, goofy stuff. So, well, like I have um, my bathroom uh, here is yeah. uh, I have a Star Wars bathroom, um, so I have like the shower curtain and the in the trash can and all of that so like i definitely am always looking for new things for uh my star wars bathroom and then also we um we have uh a star wars bed set um so pillowcases sheets comforter like everything uh mattress cover um we have the 40th anniversary uh a new hope set um which is like super nice and classy but we've had that now for two years um so might be time for a new uh for an upgrade new bed set yeah yeah i love that i love all that stuff i love all that stuff so um yeah um should be should be a big year for all those things so yeah and that will be like the stuff that like when when i go to the midnight launch and like I'm like fourth in line and the three people in front of me just dump all the three and three quarter inch figures into their cart and like that stuff's all done. That's what I'll just like go wandering off and like find a cool trash can or something and be like, yes, I got my episode nine merch. Totally. Totally. Oh my God. So excited to think about. Uh, Yeah. I love it. Okay. Um, Cool. So we spent the first half of the show talking the trailer and the title and stuff like that uh well not the title but the trailer uh you know moved on to toys want to wrap the show up now um we got what out trailer? of nowhere yeah no trailer okay well we're working towards that okay listen <laughs> okay. We're working that. i want to wrap the show <laughs> did up. i miss something no 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 but here's my point here's my point okay. like we spent actually closer to 45 minutes talking about merchandising and toys and stuff and um i'm excited about all those things and it's it's cool information that came out this week but um you know like i'm really excited about episode nine right now that that's where my hype is like i'm super excited for episode nine and getting that rap announcement and seeing images from the rap party and all that was super cool this weekend super exciting um and it's like a new era i think and in, in the episode nine hype cycle like we know the movie's over we know that they can start like uh focusing on how they're going to market the movie and that sort of stuff at this point um and so i just thought like let's let's hear what you're thinking ryan i'll tell you what i'm thinking as far as our revised thoughts on do we get a title when do we get a title and then uh-huh. also what are we thinking about a trailer because I think it was you that sent Kevin and I that Fanta Track story uh, last Thursday that got our our uh, our alerts, uh, our our radars going off as the possibility of a trailer happening, um, and uh, you got my hype levels uh, raised a little bit. So I'm just wondering, what do you think? Like, 
will we get a title soon? And uh, what do you think is, is what's your bet as far as the trailer goes for episode nine? I think we'll get a title tomorrow. Okay. And I think we'll get a trailer uh, at Celebration. I think I agree. I think I agree. I think the title's got to come this... It doesn't have to do anything, but I think the title is very likely to come this week. Um, I was talking to a friend of the show, Caleb, through text message about this the other day. It Uh seems like uh, making a big announcement on a Friday afternoon is what you do if you don't want people to know about that announcement. So like, if you're laying somebody off, you do it on a Friday afternoon. Yeah. Um, If you want the announcement of a title to make big waves, I think you don't do it on a Friday afternoon. No. So now that the movie's done filming, I think a title is likely uh, this week, and that's really cool. Um, I'll link to the story in the show notes, but you also sent us that story about a trailer. Supposedly, there was like a digital video package that was sent to movie theaters in the UK, but you can't unlock yeah. it until someday or something. And it was supposed to be the episode nine trailer. Um, and that was really exciting. And, you know, it could still turn out to be true, and that'd be amazing if it does. But. The more I was thinking about it, I was like, you know what? I just don't think that movie trailers dropping have really anything to do with movie theaters anymore. And, yeah. that, and, and that's one of the reasons where I'm a little, like, a little skeptical of that story. Because, you know, during the prequel era, like, yeah, if there was going to be a new <laughs> episode two trailer, it was going to go out to the movie theaters. And that's how you'd find out about it. Or that's when you would see it. But now I'm just like, all they have to do is just drop a video on YouTube. Like whenever they want to and then send it to the movie theater the following weekend or something. So I just don't see it being very likely that some trailer would be sitting in movie theaters right now waiting to be unlocked with some key and, you know, so that they could make sure you could see the trailer in a theater the day that the trailer releases. Like it just doesn't seem like what they would do. Yeah. Yeah. I also think, I also think we're, we're less than two months from celebration at this point. Um, you know, I, I don't know that I think they're just likely to hold out until celebration at this point for a trailer. So, yeah. And I also think, um, like Avengers in game comes out April 26th. Uh-huh. I think that will be the first movie to have the trailer attached to it, but that's after celebration. So like, I think we'll get the trailer at celebration and then it will be, people will see it in the theaters for Avengers Endgame. Yeah, that could be. Um, but even that, like, um, I hear you on that, but even that, it's like, once they put the trailer out at Celebration, why not just start showing it in movie theaters like the following weekend? Like, what's the point of even waiting for Avengers? Because people are going to go to Avengers, and when they go, they can see that trailer. But I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I just think, like, the the idea of attaching a trailer to a movie, even attaching yeah. it to a movie, like, these days, like, I don't see... I can see where it's like, well, we want to have it ready by the time Avengers comes out because we know yeah, a lot of people will be seeing Avengers. Thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I but mean, I don't yeah, think there's nothing stopping them from putting right. it on whatever comes out the weekend before Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. So, but sometimes, you know, I get like, you, you see trailer or you see rumors that are really heavily linked to movies and, and yeah. movie theaters and, and stuff like that. And it's like, uh, you might just be doing some wishful thinking if you think it's really like there's an important link between the trailer and whatever movie's coming out because I just yeah. don't even think it really. Uh, I think they realize that YouTube is going to reach a lot more people than putting something before a movie in a in a theater. Yeah, and I mean, ten, even... ten years ago you didn't have that really easy way to get that, so you needed people to see it in the movie theater. Um, and there obviously is something exciting about seeing it in a movie theater. 
but they have much more direct ways to make people aware of a movie now than the trailers in the movie theater. Yeah, like I mean, even even the Super Bowl seems like pretty antiquated. Like, yeah, where a lot of people were wondering if there was going to be one. No, I know you've been Super following. Bowl. I know you've been following the Disney scene pretty closely lately because of Kingdom Hearts and just getting into like watching some Disney movies recently and yeah. stuff. Um, oh, D twenty three. Is that it's happening coming. this year? Yeah. It's only every other year, right? I think there's one this year. Okay. Well, no, I was going to ask you about the Frozen 2 trailer. Um, oh, yeah. Because I didn't watch that uh, yet or anything, but oh. it just, didn't they just put it on Twitter or something, like, out of the blue one day? Like, it just yeah. it just happened? Yeah. Yep. Like, it wasn't attached to some movie. No. As far as I know, movie theaters weren't sitting on a copy of the trailer waiting for it to unlock before it came out or anything like that. Yeah. Just... No, it just, it just dropped and... Oh my god, it looks so good. And there's no big Disney movie this weekend that, you know, is going to be the first movie it's attached to or anything, right? Like, it's just no. Captain Marvel in a couple of weeks, but that's not really even the same market, so <laughs> bless you. I, I don't know. Once you see that uh, that Frozen 2 trailer, oh, it's, uh, whew, it's good. Okay. Um, well, I like Frozen, so, I mean, I'm, I'm not... You, you should know. watch the trailer. It's, like, legit awesome. I, I'm sure I love is. Frozen. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, D23 isn't happening till August. Okay. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, once once we get past celebration, it's the it's the hmm, when will they show behind the scenes? When will they show some other kind yeah. of, you know, thing? When will they, who knows what they'll do? Will they have a panel? When Won't do I panel? stop watching these TV spots? <laughs> yeah. Never if you're me, but yeah. Yeah. Um, fortunately. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, hopefully we're right about a a, a title. Um, I'm gonna guess poster and um, trailer at celebration, but I will be happy to be proven wrong. Um, I'd I'd love if uh, if uh, Bresnikin on tw- on Twitter is uh, you know posts an image of uh, Bill Murray uh, singing that Star Wars song you know um, <laughs> tonight or or Tuesday night or something. Who knows? But um, but uh, you know maybe maybe it won't maybe it will maybe it won't we'll see. Um, but yeah, any kind of like. I don't know. I think they'll just give us a title and then probably a trailer in April. That's probably it. But I was going to yeah. say, like, just Entertainment Weekly article or just any little things, you know, would get yeah. me, like, super excited. Yeah, I mean, maybe we'll get trading cards for, like, um, Carrie Russell's Russell. character and stuff. Yeah. Like, that would be cool. It would be. It would be. I think, like, secondary characters and stuff, they probably wait to talk about until later in the process. But Maybe. We'll see. But uh, anyway, hopefully we'll get a title this week. And um and we'll go from there. So I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Blockade Runner podcast. Um, uh, you can find everything we do at blockaderunnerpodcast.com. And if you'd like to uh, uh, chat with us or uh, comment on, on anything um, uh, from one of the shows, you can email us at blockaderunnerpodcast at gmail.com. We are, of course, on iTunes and YouTube and um if you like what you hear, you should subscribe there. Uh, iTunes reviews are always appreciated, uh, rarely received, but always appreciated. Um, if you want to get <laughs> in there, just makes us like the ones that we do get even more. That's right. Makes that's it right. even more special. <laughs> well said. Well said. Yeah. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Blockade Run or Ryan, your Twitter account specifically. Braun Dwarf, B R A W N D W A R F. And uh, he will keep you up to date on a hair watch. So he's a good follow there. Sure, uh, sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that's where you can find us. And uh, until next time, uh, thanks very much for listening. And uh, we'll be back soon. Later. Stay
down, down, walking fast, faces pass and I'm homebound. Thank you.